Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking what-if money conversations before marriage. So let's just be really honest here, right? It's just you and me here. uh, We're having a conversation about money and marriage and uh, we got our defenses down and we're, you know, we're ready to learn. We're ready to maybe absorb some new information, but we're talking about a subject that is incredibly difficult. It is wrought with so much conflict and stress and tears and fighting and yelling um, and not talking to each other for days and hopefully not, but I've seen things being thrown at people and just nastiness when it comes to talking about money in marriages. You know, and and people always ask me, what is it? Like, what is that, that thing that I think 
you know, makes this such a charged conversation. And I really think it's because you've got two different people, you've got two different ideas about doing things and two wholly different philosophies on life and how you think, act, and feel about money, regardless of whether you genuinely uh, can come to a consensus like about most things, whether both of you like to do the same sort of things, you still come into the relationship with two completely different identities. And I mean, this is just, this is just, uh, explains why most everything having to do with, with being in some sort of partnership or marriage can bring about explosive arguments and nasty comments and you know, I mean, the worst of the worst, right? I don't know if you've ever had an argument with some of your dating or your spouse about about money or about, um, I don't, you know, you name it in, in a marriage, right? And it just gets nasty. And you think, I mean, I, I'm just speak from personal experience here. Like, I feel like, how did I let that happen? I mean, can I, can I rewind? <laughs> Is that possible? Because I really would love to rewind. But we can't. We just we can't rewind. And I think that's why, you know, whenever I'm talking to anybody about marriage and money, it's it's really like, hey, you have to bring out your biggest kind of bucket of forgiveness and you have to dump the crap in that bucket and you have to toss that bucket out because you cannot harbor any sort of resentment. You can't hold grudges. You can't go tit for tat. You can't do any of that when you're talking about marriage and money. It's it's not a good idea really for anything in marriage, but particularly money because, because it is such an explosive topic. So I've shared with all of you that I'm divorced and I am actually remarried. I've been remarried for almost four years now. I've been with Jeff for about six years. And um, so in my previous life, I call it, <laughs> I did not ever want to know the balance for the bank account. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to know, right? And I'm the money expert. I didn't want to look at the ATM receipts. I didn't want to know anything. I wanted to live in like this la 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 fairy dreamland where, you know, I just went to work, I made money, I brought in money, deposited in the bank account, bills got paid. Um, I was able to go to eat and do vacations and do all that sort of stuff, but I didn't have to actually know the numbers. And the reason was because I am an ultra competitive person and I think I'm not as competitive. I know I'm not as competitive as, as I used to be, right? When I got divorced, that really sort of broke that in me. But, um, but I, I just didn't want to know because what I would do is I would go, okay, the, the balance is this, and then we've got these bills to pay, and I would just sub- start subtracting everything out, and I would like drive myself crazy. It was, it was complete insanity. So what happened when we got divorced was I had to, um, you know, I knew what to do, obviously, being a certified financial planner professional, I knew what to do. But I had to actually do it. So I had to get all our bank account numbers. I had to get all our passwords. I had to sometimes creatively find that information. And I had to start knowing the numbers. And it was probably the healthiest thing that ever happened to me because it really has uh, allowed me to 
I think, give a lot of advice from both sides of the coin because I've been on both sides. I've been on the side where I didn't really want to know anything, and I've been on the side where I've been in charge of things. And it's not that any size is particular easier or better. You know, I think in every relationship, you need a CEO of the money, and the other person is there for support, knows what's going on, checks in, but isn't, you know, really involved in the nitty gritty. But whatever side you're on, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. You know, I think from, from my experience, I was able to experience both sides and have really, I think, a greater appreciation for both sides. And so it helps me not trip myself up in certain conversations with Jeff and not, um, not maybe say nasty things that I might have said had I not experienced both sides here, you know? Um, so the whole point of that is that it's tricky and I get it. And I've been in every different facet of the relationship around marriage and money. So, you know, I really feel like when I, when I speak to you about this subject, I really feel unfortunately that I, I come from a place of understanding. I come from a place of, of empathy and, um, really a deep understanding of how difficult and complex and challenging this really is. Even now being, being, you know, being a professional that I am and, you know, being the CEO of the money and really having some systems in place with Jeff, it still is tricky. It still is hard. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're, if you're at a place in your marriage with money and you're like, God, this is just not working. I just want to encourage you to keep trying, keep, keep, keep trying, keep trying lots of different things, lots of different methods, um, lots of different things until you find something that just works good enough. You're not going to find something that's perfect because that just doesn't exist. Um, Your partner's not perfect. You're not perfect. I hate to break it to you. I hope that I didn't just bring you bad news. I hope you knew that you weren't perfect. I'm not perfect. We're all not perfect, right? We all have these like massive flaws um, about us. But I think that if we can just look at things through that lens, I think that helps like bridge the gap a lot of the time. So, you know, I'm always asked, like, if you were to give one piece of advice about money before we got married, what would it be? And it really would be to have these what if conversations. And the beauty of these what if conversations is that you can have them before any issue about money comes up, right? So you're already talking about these things, but in a really relaxed environment. If you wait until you're in the situation, that's when it becomes super contentious. And when bad things start coming out of your mouth that you can't take back and you know, you know, you've probably been there. I'm sure that you're probably like shaking your head like, yeah, I remember, I remember last week or yesterday or even today, you know, um, and it's just, it's just not fun for anybody and it's really hard to come back from. So if you can have these conversations in like a really, again, relaxed way before you get married over drinks or hanging out by the pool or when you're on vacation or when you're driving on a road trip or just anything, laying in bed, talking, anytime you can have these, it's going to help diffuse. It's not going to help eliminate, right? But it's going to help diffuse um, these tough money conversations down the line. So what are, what are, what are, that's what I'm trying to say. What are, I'm getting so excited here. (laughs) What are some, what if money conversations to have? Well, the number one conversation I think to have is 
What happens if one of us gets laid off or loses our job? The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And that is really important because what you're going to figure out from that is really deep down how are each of you wired when you're thinking about money, Right. So let's say it's um, a situation where the person who makes more money gets laid off from their job. What happens then? How does that work, right? Let's say it's the reverse. It's the person who makes less money, right? 
Is there pressure on them? Is there not pressure on them? You know, what, what does that look like for your marriage? And again, there's a lot, these may seem like simple, uh, what if questions to have, but the point of them is that they actually start helping you dig deep into maybe even realizing some things about yourself, even realizing some beliefs that you have that maybe you don't really want to talk about, but you should, you should get those out. All right. Um, and so kind of along that same lines, what if one of you decides you want to quit your job and start your own business? How does that look like? You know, how can you make the other person feel comfortable with that decision? Is it that, you know, you need to be making a certain amount of income from that, that business, that side business before you quit your job? Or are you in a situation where you could quit your job and, you know, the other spouse is going to just totally motivate you. And even if you're not making money for a while, it's, it's all about supportive and still pushing you in the right direction. Again, really important conversation to have, even if you don't think that you're going to start your own business. Um, I always caution people though, you know, you could come up with this, this great idea and, um, it could cause all this conflict in your marriage and then you just end up not doing it. And so I don't want you to ever be in that situation. I think sometimes that marriage is a lot about trial and error. It's about taking risks and sometimes those risks don't work out. And how do you then rally back together as a couple, right? Those are, those are things that are going to really strengthen or not a partnership. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's, that's what it's about. You know? And I said, the second time I got married, I said to myself, okay, I want to find someone that honestly, even if I had to live in a cardboard box on the side of the street with, I could do it, right? We would we would still laugh. We'd still have conversation. We still would deeply care about each other. There would still be an attraction. We'd still motivate each other, all of those sort of things. Now, not that I ever want that to happen necessarily, but I wanted it to be built the right way from a strong core and not the wrong way, not built on stuff or on money or, oh my gosh, we make, you know, this amount of money and, you know, we're just going to keep growing and growing and growing in that amount of money we're making. Because the reality is when that shatters, if that does shatter, uh, you know, do you have a marriage to stand on? And those are, I think, important things to think about before you get married, because I'm going to I'm going to tell you, it's really expensive to get divorced and it sucks. And it is probably one of the most unpleasant experiences you could ever imagine in your entire life. It, it defines you in a way that um, I, I just can't even put in words. Okay. So another what if conversation is the whole baby conversation, because the minute you get married, everybody and their brother is going to be asking you, so when are you going to start a family? And I think in the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we're, you know, we're newlyweds, da, 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 da. And then, you know, a year down the line, it's like, oh, well, we just did our first year marriage. But as time kind of creeps on, I think that it brings up a lot of tension in the marriage. And so if you could talk about that ahead of time. What does that mean when you start a family? Does that mean that both of you have to keep working? Does that mean that you hire a nanny? Does that mean that you put your child in daycare? Does that mean that one person stops working and that you're going to take a couple of years to build up enough savings to cover that? Like, what does that actually mean? 
and really talk it out. Not just like, hey, do you want to have kids? Yeah, I want to have kids. How about you? Yeah, I want to have kids. All right, problem solved. No, (laughs) we haven't solved anything, right? Um, So really dig into that one and get to the bottom of what does that mean for your lifestyle vision? What does that mean for the direction of your family, for your finances, et cetera, et cetera? Because, you know, a lot of times I think what happens is women, we think, okay, we, we're going to just, uh, you know, take six weeks off and then we're going to go right back to work. But the reality is that sometimes we decide, oh, we actually are either super tired or we really like this mom thing and we want to do it longer. And we haven't had any of these conversations with our spouse. So it's like a crazy time or hormonal, everything, you know, is, is nutty. And we're trying to have this deep conversation about, Hey, I actually don't want to go back to work. So again, it's not that it's going to eliminate the conversation, but at least if you've talked about it um, ahead of time, you have some sort of understanding. Now things can change, of course, but um, again, it reveals a lot about your money beliefs and your money mindset and how you are wired. And that is really important for you, for your marriage. Um, Another thing is while we're talking about family, this is probably the number one what if conversation that nobody talks about and everybody should. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards 
We'll remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your philosophy about your extended family, your parents, your brothers and sisters, whatever it might mean for your situation? What's going to happen if one of those people needs money? What is going to happen if you need to have one of those people live in your house with you? What does that look like for your situation? Is that a complete no-go, right? Is, is lending money to outside family members just off the table? Don't even have the conversation. It's not going to happen. Or is it, okay, we need to set parameters around this. Um, but that is, oh my gosh, if I'm going to talk about any landmine, that is probably the biggest landmine that nobody talks about. And then when it comes up, it is this massive ordeal because usually, of course, one person is on one side of it and the other person is on the other side. And what happens a lot of times that I see is then people start sneaking money and just, you know, lying starts going on. All sorts of negative things start happening. So that is a big one for you definitely to have a conversation with. Again, I understand that things change down the line and factors change and situations change and you probably will even change. I know that I've changed like a million times in the last six years, but um, really important for you to have that discussion. And another thing to think about is what is your strategy? I hate to use a strategy, but it really is a strategy. What is your strategy when you guys disagree about money? What does that look like? How do you regroup from that, right? Do you talk about it? Do you just shove it under the couch? Um, you know, how do you come back together to actually solve that disagreement? And I think that's where it's really important to put a system in place uh, for your money. You know, what are your roles going to be? Who's going to be the CEO of the money? Um, what what are your what are your duties and your tasks around your money? You know, do you need to set up a don't ask, don't tell account where you each get a certain amount of money per month? You can buy whatever the heck you want with it, save it, doesn't matter. The other person can't ask you any questions, right? Um, are you going to do a money dates every week? What does that look like? What time of day, what day of the week are you going to set aside? Are you going to calendar those or not calendar those? So what is your system around money look like? And I think if you can set up even just a tiny bit of framework around how you talk about money, how money things get brought up, it will help you when you get to the disagreements because you can usually come back to something in the money system to help you kind of move past that disagreement because you just don't want it to be this giant tug of war between both of you about about money, you know, and I've seen some, oh my gosh, I've heard and seen some nasty, nasty things being said to one another. Um, oh, I mean, I could tell you stories for days. If you want to go pop a bag of popcorn and grab a beverage, we could talk forever. And I would 
I could probably tell you things that would like horrify you. So I don't, I just don't want you to ever be in that situation. I want you to be able to be as in control and empowered in these situations as you can humanly be without uh, stripping away the other person's respect, right? Because respect is super important in marriage. And the last thing, the last what if conversation, um, this, this seems to be another trigger item is what happens if you want to buy something expensive? So the first follow-up question that you're probably thinking is, well, what does expensive mean, right? Well, that's what you actually need to figure out as a couple. What is expensive? Is it $100? Is it $50? Is it $500? Is it $1,000? What is that number that would make the other person's skin crawl? That's the number you need to come up with. And then you need to figure out, okay, what are the rules around that? You know, when can somebody buy something without any questions? Um, when can they not, what, what does that really look like? And, you know, when you're thinking along those lines, I think also asking the questions of how are we going to do money together? Are we going to do it separately because we're afraid to have these conversations? Are we going to do it together? What what is it going to look like? And I want to wave like a caution flag. If you are thinking about doing it separately just because you want to avoid a lot of these conversations. I'm going to encourage you, if you want to keep it separate, fine. That's that's your own business. Uh, you know, I'm a huge proponent of joint accounts, but if you if you want to do it separately, that's cool, right? It's your own it's your own marriage. Do it do it your way. Do you be you, be the best you. Um, but you're still gonna have to deal with this stuff. And so I think if you just ignore it because you think it's not going to come up because you have separate accounts, you're really ignoring a place of great conflict in your marriage. So again, have these one if conversations, have them as, you know, conversation starter. Um, If things start to get charged, back away from the conversation, pick it up later. Try and do this in an environment where you both are encouraged to speak honestly and openly without any judgment. You're just having a conversation. You're having these what if conversations so that down the line you can avoid, you know, getting out the boxing gloves and, um, you know, and going around and around with each other because that's what ends up happening, whether it's verbal or, you know, God forbid physical. I mean, I, I've seen it and I, I never want to see it in couples, especially about money, because all of this stuff can be talked about and dealt with in a very calm manner. And even if you do get upset with each other that, you know, again, if you have your money system, you can always come back to it, come back to each other, um, with grace, with forgiveness, again, have your forgiveness bucket, fill it up, dump it out, forget about whatever happened and keep going because you you can't just quit because it gets tough. All right. So have these what if conversations, grab a bottle of wine, grab some beers, um, or soda or water, whatever is your beverage of choice and have some fun with this. Don't make it stressful. And I guarantee you this will help you when you get married dealing with these things. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money. And hey, if you love this podcast, hit the link in the show notes and go on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. 